Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Mackey Boys Super Value Junior Podcast brought to you by We Are Cabin. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over Denny's All Ireland Club Junior Championship semi final. Look back on the action. I'll be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the Anglo Celt. We'll hear from the Den manager, Stephen Baxter, Thomas Edward Donahue, and Kerry, or Ray, not Radio Kerry, Kerryman, as in he's not just a Kerryman, but he, he works for the Kerryman, um, Damien Stack. So Paul caught up with him after the game as well. But overarching feelings coming out of Tullamore on Saturday? I thought, Damien, that, that Den could hold their heads high. Um, they came up against an excellent team. We knew that Gwynny Gilda were going to be an excellent team. Mm-hmm. Um, so approved. And I was even saying on the commentary with yourself on the other side before the game started that the big thing for you're going in as big underdogs, 9-2 or 5-1 to one underdogs, you got to stay in the game early and avoid the concession crucially of an early goal and they conceded 2-2 early on and they ended up losing the game by 8 points so I know then probably tacked on the last 3 points of the game but I, I felt that they competed well for la- for long spells in the game they got off to a good start at the start, start of the second half scored 1-1 I think goal like 30 seconds into the second half which made a game of it but they were unfortunate I suppose that they gave the bit away a ball a few times mm. in the first half playing against the wind and they got punished and they, like it was ruthless by, by the carry men. I thought they were impressive. There was some debate talking to some people from Den whether Den should have gone blanket defence first first quarter or you know, first half when the wind was so strong and, and, and knowing what Gwynny Gwilla can do. But it, it wasn't their style. They didn't, they didn't do a lot of that. I know in the, the Knockbride replay game they kind of set down a fairly well-organised, high-numbered defence. But... It still wasn't a, it, it wasn't a general style, so it was a big change if they were going to go full blanket. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think the Den management would definitely deserve the benefit of the doubt because yeah. you could be sitting here and if they went blanket defence, you could be saying, Jesus, they didn't go for it. So it, it was a tough one. I, you can never blame a team for going for it. And like the management would have been sure their own decisions because they were on a 12-game winning run or 12-game unbeaten run going yeah. into it. And they would have had to make a lot of tactical decisions and in-game decisions, and they got an awful lot of them right. So, um, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't criticise them for that. Um, I thought something that we had sort of said in the lead up to the game was that the Den panel, um, mightn't be the deepest to go on and win the All Ireland. Like they won the Ulster title, and were probably lucky enough with injuries. They had brought in Kobe and McCabe into the team, which strengthened things, but the the depth mightn't have just been there in the panel and we saw that with Ben Connerty and Kevin Kyogen were carrying knocks and when they went off like as as Ted said after the game they're two huge players for Ben and you're really they're, they're irreplaceable on a club team to replace two of your main forwards like that even though Ben have scoring forwards yeah. that that probably went against them as well um, I thought Mark Fagan kept them in with some with some super long range frees a lot of players did quite well 
Ushin Karam, I, I just want to say that was the fellow who stood out. Someone was asking me um, before that they think any of the Den players would be in line for a county call up, and I was kind of saying, well, I think Ted is the main man for Den, and he's on the county already, and I wasn't sure if there would have been any others, but I think having seen Ushin Karam now over the course of this season. I think there's a lot worse players than him knocking around the county. I think he's a very powerful athlete, and he's, you know, he's he's not afraid of a battle, and he impressed me. And like he's a player that has played underage for the county as well, so he wouldn't be coming in cold into a county setup. So if he was interested in it, he might be a player that Mickey Graham might look at next year. He's got that nice level of aggression that, as I say, he he knows he knows how to get to the pitch of a game. You know, there may have been questions about him when he was younger. Can he control that temperament? I think the questions are kind of gone now. He he seems to be able to, but it hasn't taken away from his his ability to impact on a game. The other part of it is he's a fabulous footballer. Like he he really is a classy footballer as well. So he, I think, I think, Ocean Kiernan will come out from that game on Saturday in particular, saying you know against Kerry's Kerry's junior champions and 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 favourites for the All Ireland. He he'd put it this way, he'd make that Quinnigwilla team. Yeah, he would. He would. That's a good way of putting it. And like I think that he'd be comfortable anywhere in the middle eight as well. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's a good good thing that he has in his in his armory as well. So he, he had a good he had a good game. Um other than that I thought I thought in the first half, I'd be interested, I haven't been talking to anyone from then really about the game, but you know, we were sometimes in isolation up in the press box you got your own theories and they might be a bit daft but from, yeah. what we, from what we saw it looked to me like the Kerry team were uh, definitely crossing the line physically and were getting away with a lot of it and uh, then seemed to sort of say okay we're going to play that game as well in the second half and maybe that was no coincidence that then came into the contest in the second half yeah. because they seemed to be sort of taken aback or they weren't sure how to respond to that in the first half like you saw Ted getting a, a vicious rap into the chest way off the ball you saw Mossy getting a, getting a punch in the face from, from behind it. Like these mm. weren't being punished by the referee um, there was a lot of that going on Ocean Kiernan got a heavy rap at one stage and then he gave one back <laughs> yeah. and then started to give it back then but um, I actually thought it was a game that might have spilled over because I thought the referee was, was disappointed now do you know what I have to, this is where I think then deserve huge credit because they very easily could have let it spill over that well if you're not letting if you're not punishing that then I'm going to go another step further but what they did was they went as far as Gunigwila went and no further and and after halftime when they got to the level of aggression that was allowed by the referee I thought then looked a better side for 15 minutes and it probably ran out of a bit of steam and when Ben and Cavell went off it took a big sting out of the tail for them they didn't need the boat players in top form for the last 15 minutes probably showing the best form that they could have played to, to, to overturn the, the deficit that they were chasing but I thought when it came to getting to the pitch of the game then found the pitch of the game but it was just too late by the time they found it and that's a, that's a positive for them going into the intermediate that most teams reaction to not getting what they want is to overdo it then the next tackle and, 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 and come in and hit a box and then kind of go well will you let that go sure this is only a little bit further and and then complain about the red card you're going to get. Den didn't do that, and I thought that that was a major positive for Den, um, that they managed to control themselves to the point that it didn't turn into a, a melee at any point. It just was right. If that's the way it's going to be played, we can we can do that. No problem at mm. all. We'll match it. You know. Yeah, that's that's exactly yeah. That was my reading of it as well. I think that what Den have done is uh, they've shown teams in Cavan that you can go and compete in Ulster and yeah. you, can, you can win Ulster titles and like. If, if our junior champions can win a junior Ulster title, there's absolutely no reason why our intermediate champions can't either. And we do think at senior level, a factor is that, that 
clubs in Ulster and probably around the country are getting repeated cracks at Ulster. Like I've said this before in the podcast, do we really are we really saying if we're judging results in Ulster on uh, as being something that you can base evaluate the standard of a championship on? Are we really saying that the Fermanagh Senior Championship is a better standard than Cavan? I don't think so. Like there's eight teams in it to play it as a knockout. There's only without replays like there's only seven games a year in it so yeah. I don't think think you can say that but Derry Gonley made the final and, and have beaten their own champions a couple of times over the years and so on so I think what's holding us back at senior is that no team has sort of dominated the, the county and I know, I know we could look back to Cavan Gales and say they did and they didn't make an impact on Ulster but that's just one of those great mysteries in yeah. football yeah and and in in that argument it's backed up by Tyrone there's always nearly always different winners in Tyrone. There's nobody's dominated Tyrone for the last 10, 15 years, and therefore no Tyrone team has. Well, sorry, one Tyrone team has gone on and won a lots of title out of that period. So it's very, very. It's consistently. It's backing up your argument that consistently getting into Ulster gives you a massive, massive advantage in Ulster. Mm. So um, I suppose it's it's the familiarity of the opponents and of the occasions of the time of the year. Of, of every part of it the, the celebrations not being such a, a a novelty that you know well it's just part of the journey here so mm. I, I think, think it's a mental thing as much as a physical thing and if you look back at, at Cavan clubs who have done well in Ulster uh, relatively like Crush and Ulster final way back in in 1970 odd or 1969 and they were that was the first uh, Ulster club championship but Crush got to the final of that and they, they were the dominant team in Cavan yeah so so it was natural that they were going to kick on. Cavan Gales got to got to the final in the late seventies, and they had won I think three championships in four years. Kingsford got the two finals in eighty seven. Eighty seven. Talking to people in Kingsford, that's always the one that they feel got away. That Kingsford um, could have won that Ulster. They were, they were in the final again, I think, in nineteen ninety or ninety one, and they got well beaten. But in eighty seven, they were close. I think it was Bourne beat them. I think it was Bourne beat them. Okay. Uh, so and we all know what what they had won up to that point. Um, Cavan Gales again it's it's a big mystery that Cavan Gales didn't do better but they did eventually make a final and uh, that was probably a lot of their experience picked up along the road probably had to make that final in 2017 because it wasn't their best team but it was the one that actually made a final so I think we could leave senior side at the minute but there's no reason why Cavan clubs couldn't be winning at junior and intermediate and here's another good stat for you for, the, for all the people who who go around saying club football in Cavan is terrible the, the three Cavan clubs were beaten this year I think probably by the three teams that's going to win the All-Ireland and that's uh, Kilku uh, Steelstown or oh, sorry Steelstown yeah, and that's uh, right. Gwynny Gulla so that's yeah. the three teams that are going in as favourites in All-Ireland finals are the three teams that beat Cavan clubs so that is a good one. not everyone comes up against the best team in Ireland in their grade so that, that's another factor as well like maybe if the bridge on the other side of the draw they could have ended up the final mm. maybe if Rammer on the other side of the draw possibly they could have done something as well like Desmond Martin I think had a very sorry uh, yeah, Desmond Martin. Wasn't it Desmond Martin? Sorry. Steel Sound. I'm getting confused with the two. <laughs> Derry said. Um, Steel Sound had a big, big win at the, at the weekend in their intermediate All Ireland semi final. Like they're, they're very hot favourites, you know. So, um, yeah, that's that's a very valid point. The other point being um, that, again, we, we talk about like, then we're the 29th best club in Cavan by winning the junior championship this year as a consequence of no relegation throughout COVID so um, you know compare that in Kerry as you've pointed out is the uh, Gwynny Gwilla were the 25th best club mm. in Kerry yeah now, and that's important that we get because we'll be talking the last few weeks 
that we were going to nail that down and then my buddy from Kerry we write to the Kerry man Damien Stack my former housemate in college uh, ran into him in Tullamore so we'll hear from him now in a second but I asked Damien about it just to, once and for all to settle that so it, I think it was a mistake in Cavan not to have relegation during Covid in hindsight I can probably understand people probably thought Covid all bets are off but yeah but in other counties they allowed the relegation yeah it was, it was hard work in Cavan to reduce the number of senior clubs yeah. they were fighting battles all over the place and teams were kicking up about it and everything else and they tried to relegate a reckon them at one time and then they said no we're going to do it over a few years we'll do two at a time mm. you got it down and immediately you started bumping up the numbers again in, in senior and intermediate so really and truly then you could say are the 27th best because you had in any other year you win the junior you'd have um, you'd have 12, 12 and senior and 14 and intermediate yeah. so let's say then are 27th best and uh, Gwynne are the 25th best in Kerry because you've 8 senior and 16 intermediate mm. so in that point of view it's not skewed it's not a thing that Kerry have rigged the system I, I don't think that is the case but the the underlying part of, that we discovered before we came on air was that underneath Guinea there's 29 clubs mm. so there 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 are 29 clubs below them in terms of the ranking whereas then would have had 10 clubs below them in the ranking this year yeah so that that does tell a story like if you take and and there is opportunity to rig in these club championships like Dublin if they wanted to could very easily rig the Leinster in their favour because they have senior and then senior B mm. and then they go intermediate and junior so and what, plus their senior championship used to have 32 teams in it yeah so now it's 16 and 16 and then I think they could have tur- 32 intermediate have they, they Would, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, huge, it's huge, huge number of jobs so what they're doing is if they wanted to call their senior B intermediate they'd win Leicester every single year yeah. with the population that's around so they're not trying to rig the club championships in fairness to them I think Kerry with the 8 senior 16 intermediate they're, they're balancing it out a fair bit but in reality they have 64 clubs isn't that what we said 64 clubs so the thing with, with Kerry is they have a, a history of the, the divisional system and it's a huge deal like and even talking to Damien there at the weekend he was talking about that he was saying it's it's huge so Gwynne Goodhour and East Kerry and they'd have maybe three or four players on the East Kerry yeah. team because some years there could be 10 clubs in that amalgamation mm. it all depends on what clubs are in different grades but um, so to even get three or four on that is almost like being on a county team mm. down there that's it so that's it. like and you saw that East Kerry team that won the championship like they had Clifford like it's covering a big area you're yeah. going from Killarney right over to the Cork border where, mm. where Gwynne Gill is and bringing in Ratmore and all those areas yeah, and, and and being exposed to that higher level is a huge advantage. It's, it's I don't think it's a coincidence that well, obviously Ted is the best player, so he plays on the county. But Ted's ability to play on the county makes it very easy for him to play junior club football. So mm. by being exposed to the higher level, he's going to be a better footballer. So, um, look at let's hear from we we'll run in all three um interviews here. Firstly, it's Stephen Baxter, the then manager, then Thomas Edward Donahue, and then Damien Stack from the Kerryman. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead, and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service 
and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Yeah, joined by Stephen Baxter after defeating an All Ireland semi final. I suppose start of the year you'd you'd take being in this position, but you're, there's no joy standing here after after that defeat. No, absolutely not at all. We with so much work done in these boys, we are not expecting to win, but we're hopeful. And just one of those days, unfortunately, they got a couple of lucky breaks, got a couple of lucky goals, and you know at this level you're not going to really recover from that sort of mistakes or goals or whatever and it just, was just too much to chase in the end unfortunately It finished an 8 point defeat they got an 8 point head start is, is that really the story of the game? Probably is, yeah, probably is Yeah, we just didn't get going unfortunately look in fairness they are a very very good side and um, we have to give them the due respect for that as well um, it's just look at best team one in the day unfortunately that's the long and short of it the the 2-2 the that they got the opening 10 minutes wind assisted now we were in a, a closed off press box but was the wind as strong as it looked in play ah, it was yeah look at the, they turned us over I think seven times and they got 2-2 two, two from it or something like that so that's just you, can't, you won't get away at this level unfortunately they put a lot of pressure on the kick out when they had the wind at their back and, and that was a, a big key in it that they could they could get bodies round they had physicality and they used that physicality when they needed to yeah no look at the are a very good side like I think Division 1 in Kerry and if you think about the teams it's actually Division 1 in Kerry as well like, that says an awful lot about the standard of football they're playing yeah, I think for the, apart from the first 15 minutes, I think we actually did match them, went toe for toe, but that 15 minutes just left us with far too much to do. Talk to me a little bit about the, the referee, and it looked like, from my point of view, commentating, I thought that, that he was letting an awful lot go, and it seemed to favour um, the, the, the Kerry champions early doors. Yeah, I thought so too. There was a... Yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> Thomas Edward who looked like he received some treatment off the ball, did the tackling on, on Mossy Core that, that was a free, resulted in Mossy going off. Uh, had you a better view than I had? I did. I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, look, I suppose I'm not being smart with you, Damien. Yeah, we were disappointed with that, but look, that wasn't the, that wasn't the cause of us losing this game, and that's the long and short of it. Um, we had our homework done in the referee, there's lots of reports out there about him as well, so now we look and we knew what we are going to get. We've been, look, I suppose in, in Ulster, we've been on the right end of those, and that's, that wasn't losing the game in all fairness, so just one of those things. Little things do make a difference, but no, that, that wasn't it. We're a better team in the day. To take the positive from it, after half-time, a really good start, up the intensity and, and, and really had them on the ropes, got a goal early doors that put pressure on and, and maybe if, if there is weaknesses in this carry side, you expose them in the first 15 minutes of the second half. Yeah, well look, that was our game plan at the start, we were actually hoping to get more in there as well, a couple of boys carrying knocks coming in the game which didn't actually help things either. But um, no, look, if we had probably got another goal early in the second half, or even maybe a goal there in the first half as well, it would have made a big difference as well. But unfortunately, we didn't. And look, no shame getting beaten in an Ireland semi final, I suppose. I would imagine by the eventual winners as well. So yeah. it's no, no harm in that. It's been a hell of a journey. I know maybe right now it mightn't look like it, but the, the, the joy and the pride that. that then has brought both to Cavan and obviously to the parish. It's been something you'll take pride in yourself. Oh, absolutely! Look, it was a great buzz. We're laughing in there like it's two years ago, really, and we've been on the go for two years, more or less. And it has been, it has been a great journey. It has been a great buzz. You know, look, I suppose putting things into reality. If you look back at all the stuff that actually had has happened, um, we only lost a game of football at the end of the day.
Yeah, well, look at and made it entertaining at the same time. It's been one hell of a journey. Well done, Stephen, on the year overall. With Thomas Edward, done who after defeating the All Ireland semi final. As I said to Stephen, you've taken the All Ireland semi final, getting here, if you were told at the start of this journey way back when the championship started in Cavan. Yeah, 100%. If you had to tell us that we would have never been happy enough for the county championship to win an Ulster championship and then get to an All Ireland semi final, win the Twins Cup as well. Looks a great year, and you can't really fall too much, lads. And that's what the boys said there after in the dressing room. Just have to be very happy with the year and hopefully build on it for next year and maybe push on into me and give it a good rattle. You've played inter county senior football, you've played on the rage football, Sigerson football. Where does that Willa side rate in terms of standard? No, they're very good. You look at there, every every player on that field is good on the ball. Both feet, they were able to try, every time they got the ball, they were able to take on a man and travel up the field. They're very comfortable on the ball, and that's something we're going to have to improve on. Like we would have said in our in our team, we would have been comfortable on the ball, but that's the standard, and we have to try and strive towards that. And hopefully, look, we'll get a lot of lessons from that, and hopefully, it'll make us a lot better team. You were. Uh, I suppose signalled out or singled out for special attention. You took a tight rap early on in the game. Looked like it was something off the ball. Did it? Did it take you? Did it really catch you? It caught me a bit of a surprise. It was just hand passing the ball off the Cavell and then um, luckily caught me when I was just wasn't ready for it and uh, took me win from me. But look at that happens and you just have to get on with it. And um, I thought I got over quick enough and. Um, Look, I just have to get used to that sort of stuff. Yeah, I suppose in the second half, though, you really did take it to the first 15 minutes. You were definitely the better side, and, and maybe they started to take it and do a bit of cynical stuff to, to, to take the, the momentum that you'd built up. Yeah, I think, I think in the start of the second half, we couldn't get off to a better start. We got the, I think we got 1 1 or 1 2. Um, and unfortunately, we just couldn't kick on. They actually went up the field and got another goal. But I think in another day as well, like we had a few boys there struggling. Like you've seen Ben and Cavell going off there at one stage in the middle of that. Um, Halfway through the second half, like they're big players for us. Um, like we have four, five scoring forwards, and when you take two out of that, you're limited options. Then, so I think that made a big difference. And I'd like to think if with them boys fully flying, um, would have been a lot closer. I suppose looking at it now, though, at, at the end of it all, it, it was a really brave performance, second half in particular, then showed what then are made of, and it's good preparation for an intermediate championship this year later on. 100%. I think that's one of the positives we could take from we were saying that in the dressing room after two. Like, we never died. We kept trying. We kept by, by, uh, going at it and hoping that we could maybe get back closer, and we kept tipping away at it. Um, it's definitely something we can build on, and hopefully when it comes to intermediate, it'll stand to us. Yeah, well, look, well done on the journey. A great, great journey. So, so it's uh, you can take pride in that for the club, and, and and you take it back into the county now. And I suppose I presume you'll be straight back in with the seniors this week. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully get back in there quick enough. Hopefully they get on well enough tomorrow, and then um, I'm not actually sure when I'll be back. And hopefully maybe next week or we get after. Um, yeah, looking forward to get back in there and giving Division Four a good rattle. Deadly. Thanks, Ted. OK, we're joined now in O'Connor Park tomorrow. We're going to have to be quick because they're looking to throw us out. <laughs> joined by my good buddy from the Kerry man, Damien Stack, my former roomie as well. But we're going to just talk football and, and add old stories here. Uh, Demo, I was talking to you during the week. You were telling me, uh, Gwynny Gullo, we're going to be strong. Um, were you impressed with them, what they showed there against the Cavan champions today? Yeah, I, I thought they were very impressive. Obviously, look, four first half goals. And the thing about it was, it was very, very clinical. I think they had five first half goal chances. They took four of them. And what you can see as well, like every time they took the ball up on the counter, they just found acres of space. Their number 12 there, John O'Leary, just a couple of the passes he hit were just absolutely sensational slide rule passes. Uh, and, you know, defensively they were very good as well. I, I think, you know, probably maybe the most impressive part of it was the way they recovered from the goal that, that Den did score at the start of the second half. 
you know, they, they kind of caught them a little bit on the sucker punch at the start of the second half, kind of caught them sleeping a small bit. But after that then, I don't think Den really came too close to getting another goal after that. They kind of composed themselves well. I think more than anything, that's probably what what they'll be pleased with, you know. Um, so, something we've been discussing on the podcast lately, and I keep saying I'm going to get onto my buddy from Kerry to clear this up first. Um, exactly where do Gwynigilla rank now? Because then would be the 29th best team in Cavan. Ba- they're probably better than that, but based on the fact that there's 14 senior, 14 intermediate. So where does this Kerry team rank? Um, there are eight senior clubs. There are 16 intermediate clubs. So that will put them at 25th. And I don't know, in other counties, like if you're a Division One club you have to play senior or whatever. Whereas in Kerry, you have to win the intermediate to get to senior and you have to win the junior to get to intermediate. So, uh, yeah, they're the 25th best team in Kerry. And, I think, yeah. and would, would you rank them probably higher than that? Um, Please say yes. Yeah, 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 it's kind of hard to know, really, because that, that intermediate championship, they're probably, like, a lot of the teams that win the, the Premier Junior, like the Gale, who are in action as we speak, uh, they won the Premier Junior uh, in Kerry two years ago, won the All-Ireland, and now they're in All-Ireland semi-final and intermediate. So, yeah, you can be qu- quite upwardly mobile quite quickly, but it's a very it's a seriously difficult championship uh, to win that one. You have, like, next year you'll have Ratmore, which is Paul Murphy's club. You'll have uh, James Dunne, who is Legion uh, in intermediate they, they can't even get into senior I mean more have been intermediate for two years now everyone would have thought oh they'll breeze up but that intermediate championship is incredibly difficult to win uh, I mean even um, what you call them uh, Ungeltuk who won the intermediate and got to an Ireland semi-final a couple of years ago they're back intermediate again now uh, it's just very hard it's just a, it's really difficult because you, when you've only got eight senior teams it kind of makes the intermediate championship that much more difficult like you know mm. and um what would the the uh, general interest be like in Kerry and the likes of this? Like in Cavan, this is a big deal. We don't get many clubs making it uh, deep in the All Ireland club stages. We don't win that many Ulster club titles at any of the grades. So, would there be high interest in Kerry in the likes of this competition, or would it be just a classic Kerry attitude of "Ara, we'll go and win win another All Ireland"? I, I I think maybe at the Munster level, it's a bit they're kind of expected to win. So, and when they win by twenty points, whatever they won by in the Munster final, you're kind of going, "Yeah, that was to be expected." Whereas the All Ireland, you know, you're not, you're, there's no guarantee at the All Ireland level. I just like All Ireland semi final stage usually is when, the, if you if the wheels are going to come off the wagon, you know, that's when you could be caught. I think looking back, I I, I think Dwar probably possibly one of the the few teams not to win the All Ireland haven't been in the All Ireland final. Maybe no, I, I remember being up there and Kinmare were in an All Ireland semi final against Castlenock and they lost that. So. When Kerry teams get to an All Ireland final in Crow Park at, at this level, they, they tend to win it. Uh, but no, there will be great interest in it. Um, although I think, to be honest, the, the Kilmoyle hurling story is kind of nearly the bigger story at the moment because that wouldn't have been at all expected, whereas this would be expected. But I suppose just because it's expected doesn't mean people aren't interested in it. Like, no, people are definitely interested. And I think they're they're on TG Car, so I think you'd probably get a decent audience from them, like you know. Yeah, and um, in terms of then, uh, I know you were watching more more so from the Kerry yeah. end of it, but anyone standing out and catch your eye on Dan, or what did you make of the Cavan? Uh, I thought that the centre back is it Oshin McKernan or is he just Kiernan? I thought he was very good. Uh, he, he, you know, I mean, he might have overcarried the ball on occasion and maybe carried it into contact when he, when he, when he might have been better off car- uh, shipping it off. But he was there driving force. I thought he was very good. Um, Cavill Kyo, he got the nice goal. Like uh, he was, he was decent enough too. And obviously Tomas Edward uh, Donahue, you know, I think was all from freeze he scored, but yeah. he was. 
you know, you could tell he had, he had a bit about him. Maybe he was a bit slight, but I thought there was he had definitely had a bit about him, like you know. The the other thing before I let you go demo um, that we were giving out about in the commentary, we were saying this is a typical Kerry team. They're full of talent, loads of great forwards, and they're dirty bastards. And, <laughs> and we we thought Gwynny Gilla were were really leaving the mark physically on the Denmen. It's probably how, how football is played in Kerry. Maybe we're too soft in Cavan, but uh, we I could see a lot of physicality out there. I suppose that's something you're probably used to in Kerry. Well, I think. Um you know, I think there's a lot of, you know, we like to think of those as pure than pure and we don't play defensive football and we don't get involved in the dark arts and, yeah, I don't think, <laughs> I think football has moved on now for 20 years. See, see some people go, oh God, look, isn't it terrible? They're, 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 they're dropping in back, those Nordies. And it's like, <laughs> hang on, we do it too, lads, you know, but, you know, uh, yeah, I think uh, Kerry teams know how to look after themselves all right, you know, when they have to. Okay. All right. Thanks, David. No worries. To start off, Stephen, you can tell his disappointment in it. He he uh, he was frustrated, but I have to I have to uh, say he he texted me the next day saying sorry I was a wee bit short on the interview. I I I've I've had interviews where somebody nearly take the head of you. That wasn't uh, that wasn't by any means anything other than sheer disappointment. And and I like that. I I if you're not hurting, then why'd you bother? Yeah, exactly, exactly. In fairness to the Dan lads, they've been outstanding in the dealings with us like over the year they're really really good lads like players and management no problem giving up their time for interviews or win lose or draw they'll talk to you after again so i had no doubt that Stephen would do the interview and i thought yeah you could hear the hurt on him um more so than ted probably ted was supposed maybe more philosophical about it yeah uh, but Stephen Stephen was hurting i'm not sure saying ted wasn't hurting but Stephen expressed it and yeah, I thought it meant for a good interview, even if it, sometimes a short interview like that or short uh, utterances does make for better stuff. It does. He he wasn't, and even though I, I was probably giving him the opportunity to lay the blame fully on the referee's door, he, he declined it. And I thought that was something very admirable about it because I was coming away kind of disappointed. Now, I, I don't think the referee was biased. I just thought the the style he, he refereed the game in worked in Gwynny Gwilla's favour because they got that early start. Mm. Like you heard from Thomas Edward Donahue talking about how long it took him to recover from the punch he got in the chest. You know, that's the sort of stuff that you ju- you would like to see it being stamped out. But that's at, always the way. Damien. That's Kerry. And you heard me saying it there to to Damien Stack that that's Kerry. That mm. they always had that sort of a iron fist in the Velvet Club. Yeah. And like that's way back to the forties, like Kerry played Antrim in in an, in an All Ireland semi final in 1946, and you were at it. But that was a famous game because Kerry absolutely brutalised Antrim in that game. There was a game. There was an All Ireland final uh, replay in 1937 where Jim Smith from Cavan spent two weeks in hospital after the game with all sorts of broken bones. That that's the way Kerry have always done it. Because was Charlie Gallagher a victim of it one time as well? Carvin played them in in an All Ireland semi final in '62, and Charlie was marked by Niall Sheehy and he That's left his mark on him too and and, and then Sheehy got sent off didn't he or got a, got a card in the final again, it was against Galway that year the play was common in the final or was common and, and their star forward got you know got away from him because the referee dealt with it good and early I remember yeah. hearing that, could be, that could be right but that's always been been the carry way like yeah. Yeah. Uh, even Damien was laughing at that but I'm always fascinated whenever we encounter Kerry uh it's because there, there, there is no other county like them in the GA. They are unique. There, there's no other county, possibly Dublin in recent years, but there's no other county who, who judges the season as a failure if, the, if they lose an all-out final by a point. Yeah. And like, 
I'm fascinated by them. They're a unique species, uh, and you're you're watching them and observing them. And they're like this this old tripe and calf in the football's a religion up here. I don't, I don't believe it. I hate to hear it because I don't think it's true. And I think we there's a lot of areas of the GA that we don't take seriously enough. And if yeah. it's religion, and you're a, a devotee of that religion, you would. But I think Kerry, it is. Oh, Kerry, it, is. It, it really is like. well sure if you look at the number of games that a Kerry club player take them Gunnigula lads they are playing divisional championship they're playing all county league they're playing the junior championship they're playing the, the, the regional championship they've got you know they, they could have 30 40 games in a year yeah you know and then maybe if they're in school or in college they're playing more on top of that as well so they don't. They don't decline the opportunity to play football at any time of year. They don't go. Oh, it's November. I'd rather not. You know. They just keep going. They love the football, and you can see it in their skills. So, mm. it is a religion down there, definitely. And 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 uh, this this idea of, of of needing a break from it. Do you know what? It's uh, it, maybe it's overrated. <coughs> well, Kerry showed away. Like whatever they're doing, uh, works, and it's not working at the minute at senior level. And I don't think they're going to win the All Ireland this year. But this. Oh record that everybody <laughs> yeah, you can a, be sure Kerry's about to win the All-Ireland <laughs> this is another turn for but uh, yeah I, I, the funny thing is it, it's interesting to observe them as well like as Paddy O'Shea said the roughest type of fucking animals you'd ever meet yeah. um, it is very interesting to observe the, the Kerry people as well I remember Cavan played Kerry in the league a few years ago and there was one guy sat in front of uh, us in, in the back seat of the stand and he had a he had a Kerry jacket on him and on the back of the jacket he had brought this somewhere to get this done up it just said Kerry's number one supporter. He wasn't an old man or anything. Yeah. He was like a lad about mid thirties or forty, and he did exactly what he said in the tin. That lad, he never st- stopped from from it started to the finished. And I mean, this this lad was losing it, and there's people all around losing it because they see it as a humiliation to lose a game, and particularly when they were losing to their own. Because Kerry followers have long memories, and the history of Kerry football is so glorious that mm-hmm. for them to be losing to they just think Tyrone or Johnny come lately, and it was. Uh, Jack O'Connor who described him as as nouveau riche uh, and full of, full of it like and Paul O'Shea who 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 used the quote that um, if Tyrone were set dancing then everyone would carry be set dancing three nights a week was that Tomas? Tomas it was Tomas who said it I think an Anthony Daly um, quoted him saying it but they hate they hate that yeah they really hate that so it'd be good now if they've gone back to O'Connor so we could because he's a, he's a South Kerry man he's a country man like and he's mm. he, he's going to bring them back to the real Kerry value so it's going to be really really fascinating to watch Kerry this year mm, three All-Irelands in his first two stints as, as Kerry manager the expectations are high and, and, and all going with it so yeah but look at they have they have the tradition they have the history they have the the love of the game I don't know I, I, I definitely wouldn't be back in that Kerry definitely won't win the All-Ireland this year. I, I think there's a lot about them. I know, obviously, they, the draw with Kildare last week wouldn't have been ideal, but that'll be treated like a defeat mm. would in most counties. Mm. And that's that's the sort of stuff we've seen, how a defeat down in Kerry impacted Tyrone. A defeat in Kildare or a draw in Kildare, as Kerry might look at it, may impact this Kerry team as well. So Yeah, well, you know my feelings on... On league form in a given year, I think it's vastly overrated. Like, and Tyrone three months before they won the All Ireland conceded six goals in a league yeah. game. So Dublin losing to Armagh as well is probably you, you got to take that with a pinch of salt as well. But anyway. here's here's my stat for you for if it was to come to pass, um, this Saturday night Kerry played Dublin in down in um, Austin Stack Park. 
if Kerry were to beat Dublin, that's two in a row that Dublin have lost. When's the last time they lost two in a row in either league or championship? Well, well, they've technically, they've technically would have been losing three in a row now, would they? Because if you include the All Ireland technically semi final right. last year, okay, in uh, the same season, uh, in the same season, would you be going back to Gilroy's time? Gilroy started in what year? Two thousand nine, I think, was it? And then finished in two thousand and twelve or 13? I think eleven after the one they All Ireland, and okay. then, or maybe it was tw- maybe was he there in twelve? Gavin might have come in in thirteen. Okay, it was twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. The last time the day lost two games in a row. They've had a couple of losses followed by a draw. In fact, I think they've had about six losses followed by a draw. So the draw could be the bet this weekend with Kerry and Dublin. Yeah, for you. Funnily enough, I think I read somewhere that Monaghan have drawn eight of their last 12 games. They're the draw specialists. I've missed that. That's been under the radar a big time. But, uh, Did Eddie not tell you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, folks, just to bring your attention to um, podcasts over on the Die Hard service, the talking points from the Leitrim game. Um, is up on that one as well um, I get stuck into my disgust with the, the under 19 minor proposal from the GEA I, I was laughing at this Paul um, I happened to be looking on, on YouTube at different things and the, the Electric Ireland advertising for the minor championship is this is major and I was thinking to myself, well, it's not really major because we're going to get rid of it. You know, it's 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 major because there's a sponsor involved, but we don't really care about it. Let's get rid of it and merge it into my or under nineteens with with the under twenties. And look at blood's boiling again. Even thinking about it, get rid of that idea. Get rid of you're that bristling. proposal quick. The hands are in the pocket. Yeah, you're bristling. Yeah. Yeah, um, on the Calvin Lives podcast, it was Liam Allen last week, and if you haven't uh, listened to that one, Liam Allen, he's the the Liam of drones on Instagram, and he obviously done the the um, the footage of the Emirates ad with the lady standing on top of the Burj Khalif, and um, worked on on Sonic the Hedgehog movie and different stuff like that. Really good interview there, Mark done with Liam Allen. Um, later on in the week, we have our preview for the Wexford game coming to town Paul has all the history stats about the last time we played and how many players are overlapping that's a really good podcast you're going to enjoy that one um, so we'll have that out tomorrow on the Die Hard service over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan and of course there'll be another Cavan lives so loads of podcasts for our Cavan listeners Paul lovely lovely the best five you could spend there man. without a doubt enjoy the weekend folks yes it was great yes it was great yes it was great stuff and Larry has put it over it was hard, fast football after that. You're in Carvin, Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then the cave, and it's over the lap, and Kevin are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Kevin! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah. <laughs>